It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. This week I had an opportunity to be grateful. I had a tire on my car that needed air almost every day for a week, and so I decided that on Saturday I was going to get a couple different tires when I had had more time. Well, life is a funny way of working out because on Thursday, two days earlier than that, that very same tire blew out on the highway. Now, instead of getting mad or upset, I was actually very thankful that it happened early enough in the day where I could still do something about it. If this had happened a couple of hours later, I might not have made it to a tire shop that same day, and that would have been very disruptive. Tony Robbins teaches us to ask, what's good about this? And, you know, a lot of people don't think about that question. What's good about this? What's good about having a flat tire? It allowed me time to reflect. It allowed me time to read when I hadn't had an opportunity to read earlier in the day because I kept a book in my car. And it allowed me to take care of the problem earlier than I had planned on it. So that was good. Anytime we can take a bad thing and somehow turn it into an opportunity, that's progress. There's no use getting bent out of shape over a bad circumstance because it's already happened. Instead, focus on what's next, what's good, and how we can use it. It can make a huge difference in the way that you think and view things. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest this week. My guest this week is Brian Grasso. Let me tell you about him. Brian Grasso is a former mixed martial arts fighter and performance coach who trained elite athletes for more than 10 years. He's consulted for pro sports teams in the United States and Canada. He has served as a CEO for one of the largest and most influential international organizations in the fitness industry. He worked as a consultant for Nike. He's written and co-produced a short film that has transformed the lives of thousands of people worldwide. He traveled the world as a guest lecturer and featured presenter for government and private institutions. He's been a performance coach to 20,000 athletes around the world, including Olympic champions, professional superstars, collegiate standouts, national teams, and kids. He's also been featured in media outlets such as Newsweek, ABC News, Men's Fitness, and Men's Health. He is also the author of the book, Mindset Matters Most, and we will talk about that in depth today on the show. So with that in mind, here's my very special guest, Brian Grasso. Brian, how are you? What's up, man? How are you doing today, Brian? God, that interest makes me sound... Pretty awesome. <laughs> I just well, didn't listen to that. My goodness, you I hope it. I live up to the expectation. Okay, well, I'm sure you will. And, and I'm so glad and so happy that you're here because I love your book and I think you have a lot to offer. So here's the first question I always ask everybody uh, Let's talk about your background, your backstory, you know, your journey, what you overcame, what you learned, and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Brian. I mean, you know, to be honest, my backstory is not um, dissimilar from a lot of people. I actually think that um, one of the reasons the message I, I have 
um, you know, is is rather um, widespread and international and viral is because there's a lot of relatability. People, you know, t- tend to to understand uh, my backstory because it it speaks to a lot of our own backstory. You know, everyone else's backstory as well. Um, you know, I, I you know around the age of sixteen or seventeen or thereabouts, I um I rem- I actually remember very well um, starting. I realized that on a very regular basis, I was actually quite sad, um, and and that that was a bit of a shocker because it, it I I had nothing really to be sad about. There was nothing really in my life that was terribly tragic or uh, or, or 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 challenging. Um, but day in and day out, I noticed this kind of unrelenting sadness, and it, it, it rose. It really spiked over the next few years. As a matter of fact, um, after graduating high school, I didn't leave my parents' house for about eight months. Literally, um, I, I barely took steps outside the, the front door. Uh, I was really overcome by, um, by at that time, I, I didn't really understand what it was, but uh, it, was, it was a very uh, clinically depressive state. Um, it, it accompanied a lot of uh, pain, physical pain, and, and joint aches and that sort of thing. So I did a lot of what people do. I went to doctors and specialists to, to figure out what was wrong with me physically because the pain was what uh, I believed was the problem. And nobody really could seem to ever diagnose me with anything in particular from a physical standpoint. Um, one very forward-thinking uh, medical professional I, I consulted, uh, he, he kind of looked at the entire board rather than just the physical pain I was in and realized the, the deep, desperate um, sadness and depression I was in. At a young age, he, he really didn't want me uh, to be looking at medication or or even a diagnostic related to, to mental health disorder uh, because he feared it would, it would follow me around the rest of my life. So he um, you know, consulted with me and my parents and, and suggested I go um, learn about the concepts of Buddhism and spirituality and meditation at a, at a clinic not far from where I lived. And that was a huge turning point in my life. The depression lasted for, for about eight years in total, Brian, but the lessons I learned during those eight years and in that clinic and learning about meditation and silence and the, the, the varying you know, nuances of quantum physics and reality and what is reality versus perception, etc., uh, that, that time frame I wouldn't change or, or trade for the world because although it was debilitating and very scary, um, the, the seeds were sown, so to speak, for the rest of my life in terms of what I've done with my career, with my family, etc., uh, from, the, from, from the experiences I had during those eight years, by and large. Would you say that the purpose of the meditation and the studies that you had were basically designed to erase the chalkboard and give you something new to start with? Well, that's a great question. I think, I think that's actually probably um, the best I've ever heard it phrased, to be honest. I think meditation is not hocus-pocus. It's not a magic wand, but it's also not a pill. It's a, it's a practiced art that really um, helps the whole, the entire organism view becoming uh, centered. So, you know, the relatability that I think I bring to the table for a lot of people is that we all have mental chatter. We all overthink. Uh, we speak to ourselves in ways that we would never let anybody else talk to us. Uh, we do get aches and pains that don't seem to be attributed to to anything physical per se. We, we, we procrastinate on things we want to achieve. We self-sabotage our own efforts all the time, related to fitness or, or nutrition or work and career. 
all of those things are pretty universal. I think people relate to that very, very well. The time I spent in the, in the cycle of understanding you know, meditation and silence really helped me appreciate that life is just a perspective, that perception is what matters most. Perception is reality, but it's variable. And what that essentially means is that um, the story we see is a choice, that the way I look in the mirror to my own eyes, the, the opportunities I see in the world, the potential I believe I have, these are all just matters of perception and not at all absolute truths. And so I suppose figuratively, it's not so much wiping the chalkboard clean, but realizing that there's, there's multiple chalkboards and we can be looking at any one of the ones we want to be looking at, not just the reality we think we see every single day. That's, that's really awesome. We've got about four minutes to our first break. So let me ask you this. I know that in your, uh, in your book you talk about how you were overweight for a while. I mean, you're in great shape now. So how did you get from that to becoming a mixed martial arts fighter and writing for men's fitness? Yeah, again, you know, it's funny. I, I, was, I was athletic my entire life. I, just, I, I became overweight as a young adult right in the middle of this depressive episode. Um, like everybody else, I mean, you know, training, the gym, nutrition, diet, it was all available to me. I understood it all. I was a fitness professional, and that's what I did for a living. I counseled people on how to get fit and lose weight, et cetera. But there was such a disconnect I had. Never seemed to put it in practice for myself. That is the relatability that so many people feel when they hear me talk about this stuff. So what changed was my perception, and that's the bottom line. The unconscious story I had was perfection had clouded all of that for me, and all I saw was sadness and, and overweight and unhappy. So that's what I became. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. But when I changed my mindset and the perception of how I saw myself, everything just started working. But when I say mindset matters most, it does. It is the the limiting or the rate limiter for what we either achieve or can't seem to achieve in our lives. Change your mindset, change your perception, everything changes with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, and something else in the bio, we've got a couple minutes or so to our break. Uh, you mentioned, we mentioned something about you had a short film. Tell us briefly about that. Yeah, I, I wrote a film one night, actually. It took me about two hours uh, to, to write the script. I was in the attic one night. My fiance was sleeping soundly. I didn't want to wake her, so I just kind of came out to my computer and wrote out a bunch of things I was thinking. And the the, the essentially it was a poem. It was a long poem. Um, it's called Life by Numbers. And I started reflecting on how much we spend our lives trying to accumulate money and accumulate stuff and have the right car and match the right clothing and keep up with the Joneses. And in the end, none of it matters. That you know, we, we were born naked, we die naked, and it's, it's almost a travesty that we spend every waking moment of our lives trying to accumulate all this stuff that really isn't the, the soul of what people truly want. Sometimes we want it because we think we should, not because we actually want it. And I think, okay, wealth is beautiful. I love, wealth, I have no problem with money whatsoever. We should all want lots of money. But when you have a desire for stuff that really doesn't speak to the soul or core of who you are, then you're spending your life, your life, you're spending your life trying to accumulate assets that you don't really care about. And so the entire poem is based on that. And I've had a few friends read it. This is about four years ago now. And one of my friends was a videographer who fell in love with it and asked if we could film a, uh, 
a 14-minute movie based on it? And, and, of course, I said yes. It became a fun project for two, two weeks or so, from start to finish, editing everything. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be viewed by about a quarter million people around the world, but as soon as I put it up online, it just went viral. It really spoke to people. People really understood, and they saw themselves in my words and the images. That's really great. We are coming up on our first break. My very special guest is Brian Grasso. He is the author of the book, Mindset Matters Most. We will start talking about this after the break. We talked about how he fought depression, and a lot of people uh, fight through this. Don't take it lightly. If that is your situation, please talk to somebody. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian Grasso. He is the author of the book, Mindset Matters Most. It's a great book. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, that's where I got it. So there you go. You can get the digital version, uh, and it's very affordable, and it's a great, great read. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on LinkedIn. I also have a Facebook business page, Success Profiles Radio. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free on iTunes. 
Uh, write a review if you feel compelled to. Subscribe. That would really help out the rankings. And I'll tell you what, it's it's really great to to be able to do this and to do something that I love and to reach people and, and help people in their journey. And that's what this show is really all about. I also do have a book writing coaching program. If you've got a nonfiction book that you've been thinking about writing, I'd love to have a discovery session with you. You can email me, brian, at briankwright.com, and we can certainly talk about that. So, Brian, tell us about your book, Mindset Matters Most. Why did you decide to write this? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I'm going to say this the entire interview, I think, Brian, but that's another great question. Um, for me, my career has been very diffuse. I've, I've worked, as you already mentioned, in sport performance at the highest ends of sport. I've traveled around the world uh, as a performance coach to national team athletes. Um, I've worked with very successful entrepreneurs as a coach and a mentor. I've been an entrepreneur for many, many years, so I, I, I'm kind of looking at this from all different angles. I'm looking at it from business success. I'm looking at it from family dynamics and life success. I'm certainly looking at it from sporting, fitness, and health success. But in my 25 years of just having all these experiences, that the one thing I kept noting was how much it comes back to mindset, that the, the truly successful entrepreneurs, the ones who truly make uh, a great living and are very fulfilled by their work, they have a certain mindset in place. And that is as important to them as anything else. And same with the athletic realm. You know, you know I, I saw athletics at the highest levels. I, I worked with some of the greatest athletes in the world. And what separates the gold medal from the silver medal winner is, is almost never a physical advantage. At that level, everybody is so physically sound. The difference is always mindset. And it's not the one thing, Brian, I have to, you know, really interject on my own my own. Um, you know, kind of soliloquy here is that mindset is not motivation. And that's another really strong reason why I wrote this book. You know, we live in a time when motivation is the, it's considered the holy grail. The number of times I have seen business experts you know, go on stages and launch in these tirades where they're basically saying, like, you have problems, I have problems, everybody has problems, get over your problems. And just move on with it. And until you adopt that mindset, nothing's going to change. And the crowd goes wild. But the problem is that's not a mindset-based lecture. That's a motivational speech. And, and motivation's fine. Like, I, I have no problem with, with the odd input of motivation. But mindset is a technical reality. It's about understanding the way your brain works. It's about understanding the way your unconscious mind works, how they work together to build the story of your life. And how you can manipulate all of that to create what it is you want, either in business or in family dynamics, in love, in life, in career, you name it. But I think those are the two reasons why I wanted to write this book, is that, number one, I saw success, and I still see it every day, at the highest ends of, of all kinds of different avenues. And mindset is the most important part of what makes people successful. But the yeah. other is, I wanted to help people understand that mindset is a system. It's not just getting all kinds of amped up and fired up about some, some hot-sounding rhetoric. I mean, I was depressed for eight years, and people who, who have sadness and depression, which is a, millions of people around the world, can you, I can't even imagine being 23 years old and having some success experts say to me, just get over it. Right. Well, I, don't, I don't know how to get over it. If I need to get over it, then I would just get over it. And, and that, to me, is, is both a disservice that is incredibly dangerous, telling people to just get over 
why they're sad. Get over why they procrastinate. Get over why they overthink. Get over why they self-sabotage. If, if we knew how to get over that stuff, we would. And that is what I profile in this book. What are the four steps to getting over all of the things that hold you back in life so you can achieve what you want, including happiness? Absolutely. Absolutely. So here, here's a question that I, I want to ask because this is a huge focus that you have in your book. You talk about changing the reality that you're currently living. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why we aren't where we think we ought to be. It's because we are believing something that maybe isn't true or our version of reality doesn't match what God says our version of reality is or what other people think our reality should be. So how can we change the reality we are currently experiencing? Yeah, okay, that's, that's wonderful stuff. Basically, it looks like this. We have to appreciate a myriad of things. We have to look at the entire board to understand this, okay? So number one is that the human brain has evolved in such a way that the vast majority of the input that comes in, into us, stimulus every single day, comes into the unconscious. We're not truly aware of all the things that are coming into us, all the things we're thinking, all of the self-talk we have, even some of our own actions and habits. They're just so rote. They're, they're almost on an autopilot. We don't necessarily put conscious attention towards them. So we have to factor that, is, that in as a first kind of overview glance. Now, the second thing we have to appreciate is that the human brain has evolved in such a way that it's actually predominantly negative. Most people don't know that, but we need to understand it. We remember negative events more than we remember positive events. We retain right. the feeling of negativity more than we retain the feeling of positivity, and we react with more intensity to negative events than we do positive ones. So right. right there, our brain is, we, we have to appreciate, we are on a sliding scale where, and I always make this reference to help people understand, if you had 10 things you wanted to do or accomplish in a given day, and you got eight of them done, that's really good. But when yes. you go to bed, it's the two things you didn't do that are going to piss you off. And that's what I exactly. mean. We sit in a very negative, charged environment in our own heads 99% of the time, and we don't realize it. Okay, so yeah. all of that has to be factored in. Now, the other part of it we have to understand is that the influences we experience starting in early life but then perpetual for our entire lives, that shapes this unconscious story we have. It shapes our current perception. We don't necessarily know that that story is there. We don't, you know, we don't have awareness to it necessarily. But, for example, if you are overweight, and you've tried and quote-unquote failed a million times to lose weight, the likelihood is you have an unconscious story, an unconscious perception, a self-talk that is very much where mine used to be, which is I did not see myself as a fit person, and I would speak very harshly to myself uh, about you know, being overweight or the food choices I was making. Now, extrapolate that, Brian, to money or entrepreneurial success. Or, or sporting success, extrapolate it to anything you want. This unconscious story we have is, is the driver of all of our actions and habits. So in the unconscious, we have this influence that's created perception, which bleeds into a belief system, which creates expectation. That's all in the unconscious. Those expectations push our actions and habits. So we may want to lose weight, but then, you know, nobody in the world doesn't know an apple is a better choice than a bag of chips. But why do people keep reaching for the bag of chips? 
Well, they're doing it because their unconscious story is aligned with the fact that they don't see themselves as a fit person making quality nutritional choices. And no matter how much training or diet they try to evoke, eventually their actions and habits are going to fall right back in line with what their unconscious story is telling them. So yeah. when you look at all of that, okay, it's a lot to look at, but it's, I simplify it tremendously in my book. When you look at all of that, you start to realize that we are being driven in our actions and habits every single day by this unconscious story that's being filtered by a primarily negative brain. So, so <laughs> we have a lot working against us right from the start. Yeah. But the truth yeah. is, is that it's all just a story. It's, none of it's absolute truth. That's the part of the motivational end that's actually very accurate. If, if somebody who looks like you has ever succeeded, it means that you can succeed too. There's nothing in your way outside of this unconscious story. So it's complete. It's not so much as true or false. It's that it's just a story. This unconscious processing is just a story. When we learn to go into the unconscious and change the story, all of a sudden we have a massive impact on the actions and habits and decisions we're making every single day, and that's when everything changes. Absolutely. And when negative is all we're thinking about, we tend to speak what we think about. That's just a natural tendency. So you can tell what someone's thinking most of the time by what comes out of their mouths. You can. Absolutely. Yes, you're right. I mean, self-talk leads to actual verbalization. The other thing though, to, be, to be considerate of is that there are a lot of people, Brian, who put on a very positive exterior, a very positive superficial kind of show to the world. They're always smiling and saying you know, happy things, but the story inside their own head is incredibly negative. And that disconnect is just as damaging. This isn't a Band-Aid. This is about learning how to go inside your unconscious mind and truly rewrite the pattern of what you say and how you think from the inside out. When you do that, absolutely everything changes. Great. We've got less than two minutes to our next break. Let me ask you, what's the difference between fighting something and allowing something? Well, great question. It leads back to the whole negativity of our brain. When we fight something, we create anxiety. We, 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 it's like a child who's having a temper tantrum, right? If you're a parent and you're listening to this, you know this story very, very well. If your two-year-old is having a temper tantrum, the more energy you give that child, the more you try to make it be quiet, you try to fight its temper tantrum, all you're doing is creating energy towards it, and you're making that tantrum much bigger, right? So in the moment, you're making the problem worse. But in the long term, what you're really doing is you're convincing and teaching that kid that as long as they throw a temper tantrum, they're going to get your attention. And that's both dangerous in the moment, but it's also dangerous long term. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's fortifying to this child that they have to scream and cry and jump on the ground to get your attention. And if they get your attention on a regular basis, they become programmed that that's what they have to do to get your attention. Whereas if you are calm and you allow the temper tantrum and you simply calmly, you know, explain, I'm not going to placate to this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to energize this. And you, you, you kind of pay it no attention. You walk away the child starts to learn that it doesn't matter if it screams, it doesn't matter if it wails and jumps up and down, it's not going to get what it wants. It's not going to get your energy or your attention. And because of that, you've now trained it not to have a temper tantrum. All right, and we are up against our next break. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. 
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian Grasso. His book is called Mindset Matters Most. You can find this book on Amazon. It's very affordable. You can get it on Kindle. It's fantastic. You will love the way this guy expresses himself in writing. And let's talk about affirmations and goal setting. Those are huge buzzwords in the personal development world right now. But your perspective on this is very different from what most people would say. And I've seen you and heard you do videos on this topic. I'd love to hear you explain to the world what you think of of affirmations and goal setting. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different than most people, <laughs> most certainly. Um, let me start by giving you an analogy, Brian. Um, I call it the seed and the soil, okay? So yes. do I think that goal setting is effective? Yes. Do I think that affirmations can be effective? I do. But it's as if, you know, the greatest business mind on the planet can create for you the, the best business model you could possibly imagine. They, they do everything possible to make sure that you have this business plan that is literally foolproof. And then they leave it with you and they walk away and it's yours now to run. Um, so they've given you the greatest seed imaginable. But where that seed is being planted is what matters most. That's your mindset. If you don't believe that you have the capacity to, to do this business product uh, properly. If you don't believe you have the ability to see it through into a fulfilling, profitable business, then that's all that matters. The seed is irrelevant compared to where you're planting it. And that's the point with goals and affirmations. There are too many people who run around creating goals as if that's the holy grail, that's the linchpin, that all they need to do is create goals and 
and the more goals they have, the more likely they will to succeed. Well, th- there's truth in that, that, that in the absence of goals or intentions, your, your ability or your percentile of succeeding will drop dramatically. But most people are creating goals from a place that they don't have the right mindset, the right soil in place to facilitate that, uh, the goal being successful. Um, Harvard Business Review did a great article or, or actual research study on this that showed the difficulty, the challenging aspect of goals. And their conclusion was goals are actually very ineffective for both people and businesses in terms of success rates. New York Times did a great piece on uh, New Year's resolutions, which really is just the mother of all goals, um, that roughly 92% of people in North America who create New Year's resolutions fail. Only 8% are successful. So it's not that goals in and of themselves are evil, but is your mindset ready to receive the goal and actualize it properly? That's why mindset matters most. Goals are not the issue, but your mindset being incapable of sustaining and achieving that goal is the issue. And there there really is no difference between goals and affirmations in this sense. Uh, Affirmations, you know, and I can explain, explain this stuff much more technically, much more with um, the whole unconscious process of why it doesn't work. But I do so in my book, so I'm trying to just make sure I, I answer the question thoroughly without being you know, too verbose. But with, sure. with affirmations, Brian, it's not a whole lot different. Basically, the, the, the clinical data is showing this. What people are trying to affirm, what they're trying to say, they don't actually believe. Their unconscious story is not aligned with what they're trying to, trying to affirm. And it's a tragedy. It's a bigger tragedy than most people realize. I would say that two-thirds of my own current private clients have come to me after having seen psychologists and different medical health professionals who oftentimes ask these people to go to the mirror every single morning and say, I am beautiful, I love myself, while looking at themselves. But you know what? It creates a damaging environment. These people don't love themselves. They don't believe they're beautiful, and no amount of affirmation is going to change that. If the unconscious story they have is in disagreement with what they're trying to affirm, they create what's called a cognitive emotional dissonance. They actually start arguing with themselves. They start to create a platform of negativity in their unconscious mind, and that creates a very dangerous split. So affirmations are fine, goal setting is fine, but none of it's going to work unless your mindset's in place first. That is an excellent answer. And I, I think of the example that you use in your book about planting uh, a field, and you you do all the right things technically. I mean, you plant the seed and you till the soil, but if there's a foundation of rock just a few inches underneath the surface of the ground, your field is not going to grow very prosperously. Yeah, that's a real story from my dad. My dad, who grew up in uh, rural Italy, uh, actually told me that story. When I was very very young, and it, it stuck. It stuck is a very important thing. I didn't realize why it was so important when I think, you know, he, he haphazardly mentioned it to me when I was 14 years old, but that's a true story. He spent two, three years trying to cultivate this one stretch of land, and it was a beautiful stretch of land, but nothing ever grew. He did all the things he was supposed to do. He worked hard. He hustled. He did all the things he was supposed to do, but it wasn't until he realized that about a foot and a half beneath this topsoil was solid rock. So it didn't matter how hard he worked, how many goals he set, or how perfect the seeds were. The, the, the sub-layer underneath that topsoil was not suitable to grow anything. And that is exactly the point. Exactly. There's something else very interesting in your book, moving on to another topic. 
that you talk about, which I've seen you do videos on this subject. So again, the world probably hasn't heard your explanation of this, but you talk about how success and happiness are not about learning to be successful and happy. It's about releasing from the reasons that we're not. Explore that with us. Yeah, again, that is just such a, an important topic for people to hear. Um, I've mentioned a few of them already on this, on this interview, Brian, but I mean, I think people can relate so easily with things like overthinking. We overthink so much that we paralyze ourselves from action. We, we, we have such deep fears about the future. Uh, what if it doesn't work out the way we wanted it to? Um, we procrastinate. We say we want to do things, but then we, we end up kind of just wasting our time on social media or finding other things to do. Um, we self-doubt in, in the recesses of our own mind when we're not trying to be motivational on Facebook, when we're not trying to inspire people. We doubt our capacity to truly be able to do what it is we're, we're claiming we want to do. Those are relatable things. People feel that. People are overthinkers. People procrastinate. People self-doubt. People have fears. But those are the things that hold us back, right? So it's not so much that we have to learn how to become successful. We have to stop overthinking. We have to stop self-doubt. We have to stop procrastination. We have to stop fearing what if, what if. And that's the crux of it all. And it's funny, you know, I, I was at a conference this past weekend, Brian, where, you know, I was a speaker. And uh, I was noting in my own head that this is the same conference I've been to 14,000 times in my life. It's, it's the same group of entrepreneurs, the same kind of demographic of entrepreneurs who are learning the same bunch of time, you know, how to, from entrepreneur, uh, successful entrepreneurs who are teaching the how-to systems, uh, it's the same thing. Oh, I've been doing this for years. And it just it occurred to me how much I saw this, this wonderful audience, great people, taking notes, taking notes, having aha moments, but knowing for a fact that when they go back home on Monday, uh, today, they're back at their normal lives and their regular environments, how much of what they learned are they actually going to put into practice to create an appreciable difference? And the answer is very, very small percentage. It's very small. No one really at this point needs to learn how to be successful. We have to stop overthinking. We have to stop procrastination. We have to stop self-doubt. We have to stop fear. When we learn yeah. to do that, which is all based on mindset, we start to see that's a yeah. huge avenue that more entrepreneurs, more people need to understand. Absolutely. Uh, you also talk about self-sabotage. And we've talked a little bit about this at different points during the show so far, but we don't always realize that we're doing it. We just get in our own way. How do you recognize it and how do you stop it? Well, you know, um, self-sabotage, everybody, everybody does. You're right. Um, is it always recognizable? No, it's not. Um, but do we know it's there if we stop to consider it? The answer is absolutely. Um, everyone can relate to the frustration. We, we feel frustrated at times because we know what we're supposed to do, but we, we start to question it, we start to, do, we start to doubt ourselves, and we end up not doing it. And that's, that's where self-sabotage is. Now, here's the problem, Brian, is that most of the solutions that people offer are based on the actual tangibility in the physical world. So, for example, um, we will use Facebook. As, a, as an avoidance mechanism, rather than doing the work that we know we should be doing in order to move our business along, we'll end up going on Facebook for two hours and just kind of putzing our time away doing nothing. 
Now, yeah. most success experts <clears throat> will give you some kind of um, solution that is about how not to go on Facebook, right? And that, see, that in and of itself is the problem. Facebook is not the issue. I, I don't, I'm a grown man. I'm in charge of myself. I don't need a software or an app or an alarm on my computer. I don't need anything telling me to not go on Facebook. I can decide to not go on Facebook. The reason I'm going to Facebook is I'm avoiding doing the work that I know I need to be doing. And the reason I'm avoiding it is because I'm self-doubting, I'm fearing, I'm overthinking. So if we don't actually change the mechanism of how we're thinking, then no amount of physical world solution is ever going to matter. The, the, the core issue is how I'm thinking, how I'm processing and interpreting this work I'm about to, uh, you know, to, to venture towards. So when we change that, which is the catalyst of all of it, we get to the work and we don't need an avoidance behavior to stay away from social media. But everybody can relate to that kind of stuff. We self-sabotage because of that unconscious story we have floating in our brains at nauseam. Absolutely. We've got about a minute and a half to our, our next break, and we can carry over the answer to this question that I'm about to ask to the next section, but... How do you answer the question, who are you? I mean, when you coach your clients, that's a pretty critical question that someone has to be able to answer for themselves, isn't it? It's the most critical. It's the most critical. And I'm glad we get to carry this one over. Um, so I'll try the best I can over the next minute or so to get us started. But it, it is, you know, as with everything I do, Brian, I, I have tried for 25 years to find the underlying reasons for everything and, again, create solutions for how to change those underlying reasons. I'm not about the superficial solution, okay? We, we have to appreciate that although it's possible to make a million dollars a year, $10 million a year, although it's possible to have six-pack abs, although all of it's possible, do you really want it? We live in such an influential you know, juggernaut in our society. We are constantly being bombarded with what-if possibilities that people don't even realize the social pressure and the influence in their unconscious. It's causing them to go towards things that they don't even realize they may or may not want. Do yep. you want a million dollars a year? That's perfectly fine. If you do, there's nothing wrong with that. But do you want it? And that is where we have to start as it relates to mindset and success in anything. What do you yep. want for your life? Most people yep. don't even know the answer. Yep, and we are coming up against our break. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com.
particular food item that you absolutely crave to the point of madness? Then you're an opsomaniac like me. I love avocados, for instance, probably because avocados have more protein, fat, and calories than any other fruit. Some folks are afraid of the avocado, nicknaming it the alligator pear for slippery and yucky. What's the word for the fear of food? Sitiophobia. Talk about yummy snacks, let's not forget potato chips. A pound of potato chips costs 200 times more than a pound of potatoes, or tater tatties as Aussies call them. The slang word spud derives from the spade-like tool used to dig them out. What's another word for mashed potatoes? Pachi pachi. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. This is our final segment coming up. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. My very special guest is Brian Grasso. His book is called Mindset Matters Most. You can find it on Amazon. Brian, I want to ask you what it's like to be a mindset coach. I know that you've worked with elite athletes and and other people who have accomplished a lot. I want to ask you what changes you see when you work with people because I'm sure that's very gratifying and very fascinating. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's fulfilling and gratifying for sure, but the fact you said, um, you know, fascinating. I love that because it is fascinating. It really is fascinating. You know, one of the things that I'd love for people listening right now to hear is that the most successful people in the world, no matter what avenue, business, sports, you name it, let's not look at them with, you know, eyes wide open as if they are some kind of god or goddess walking amongst peasants and that your problems are your problems and they would never understand that or they would never have problems like that. None of that's true. That's the fascinating part is that we're all human and we all have triggers. So you'd be very surprised, for example, how many incredibly wealthy people feel very nervous about how much money they don't have. You'd be very surprised about how much uh, sometimes elite athletes have incredible confidence issues which related to themselves being able to produce or perform at a high level. So I always get fascinated at seeing what people's stories really are. Remember, I keep referring to them as unconscious stories, and, and it's, 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 it's just so true that um, the, the thing I see the most is that we, we, as a human species, we fight ourselves, that even the high performance, even the ultra-successful, they fight themselves almost relentlessly. That, you know, no matter how much they acquire, accumulate, or achieve, they, they, they sometimes feel there's, they're, they're not enough in this aspect of their lives or they lack confidence in this aspect of their lives. And I don't, I mean, I don't find fault with that or, or problem with that. I just, I find it just unbelievably fascinating. And sometimes I work with, you know, high performers in, in any level. I, I, I find myself thinking about how much I wish I could open this conversation to a thousand people right now. So that, you know, the, the folks who, who are striving and working hard, they could see and hear that even the high performance, even, even the wealthy, even the successful, even the, you know, the, the amazingly competitive and successful in sports, they all have stories too. 
Yeah. We all have stories, and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean we're broken or in disrepair. It just means we all have to adjust our mindset. But that's the thing I find most fascinating. Yes. That's awesome. So something else that you talk about in your book toward the end is the 60-minute mindset. You give people tools that they can use to change their perception of their reality and to move forward. And there are six exercises. We only maybe have time to talk about maybe one or two of them. But I would love to have you open up by talking about the imagination theater exercise because I think that's a brilliant exercise. Yeah, it's a very powerful one as well. Um, you know, imagination theater is something that I've been involved with for about 20 years now. Uh, you know, I'm always learning and evolving myself within it. But essentially, Brian, what it is is just this. Um, you're going you're gonna, to, what, what I advise people do is for 5 to 25 or 30 minutes a day that they, they truly imagine what it is they want for their lives. In any aspect they choose, perhaps it's fitness and health, perhaps it's career and financial, perhaps it's love and family, perhaps it's just you know life success at large. But we're going to try to make this this imagination time as vibrant as possible. Meaning, we're going to bring as many senses to it as we possibly can. I want you to imagine and vividly see your life in the most utopian way you see it. But I also want you to bring things like auditory sensation. Uh, let's just, you know, for example, you know, my, my Awaken Your Freedom show, which was just in Santa Monica two weekends ago, was sold out. And I have been, you know, imagining that night for months because it was the first show of a tour that I'm embarking on. And I, I really just wanted to see it uh, and, and imagine it in the greatest grandeur I possibly could leading up to the event. So... I, I heard the sounds of the, of the crowd. I imagined, you know, what I was wearing and, and what the venue looked like and the atmosphere, and I brought kinesthetics into it. The more real that you can make this whole imagination time, the more vivid it becomes, the more powerful it is in your brain. Now, with 30 seconds, I can explain the power of all of this, though, because it might sound very hokey or very woo-woo or very kind of spiritualistically nonsense, but here's the thing. The human brain is plastic, okay? That's number one. And the unconscious mind does not know real from imagined. It doesn't know where the truth is. It simply accepts the story you give it. If you factor those two things in, you see what, what we have here is, a, is an organism that is very uh, malleable. It's very transmittable. We can we can do with the brain and the unconscious mind what we want. The more we imagine the life we want and we bring emotion to it and we bring, you know, a lot of consistency and uh, expectation to it, the more we impact the actual neurology of our brain. So our brain starts processing and interpreting things very differently in our day-to-day lives. And because of that, we start creating actions and habits which are much more in line with that imagination. Right? If we start seeing ourselves as optimally fit, we start making better decisions every single day related to training and nutrition. Now, the unconscious mind is no different. As long as we are seeing a very similar picture and we're bringing emotion, we're bringing auditory, we're really making this whole, this whole system come alive with vivid imagery, the unconscious mind starts to accept that vision as real. And then the same way, it starts to 
create uh, impetus to create actions and habits every single day, which align with that vision. So it, it's a beautiful process. It is a very powerful process. And it, it's the farthest thing in the world from hokey or silly. It has a very strong foundation in both mind and brain science. That's awesome. That's great. So we can find your book on Amazon. Where else can we find you now that I'm thinking about it? Yeah, you know, the honest to goodness best place to find me is Facebook. No joke. Come, come, you know, go to Facebook and search me up, Brian Grasso. I, I love social media. I uh, post on a very regular basis, written words and videos, and uh, I love connecting with people. So that's the very best place you can find me. Great. So tell us more specifically about the show. I was going to ask you about this anyway, but you've already brought it up. So tell us about the show and what it's about. Yeah, well, the name of my show is called Awaken Your Freedom. And that is the, you know, the name of, of my mentor programs and business consulting as well. Um, what it is, it's a, it's, 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 it's a very, uh, I took the things I love and I, I rejected some of the things I don't. And I created an atmosphere that is very much to my heart. So, you know, most events are in hotel conference rooms and they're rather sterile. My, my events are all in, like, beautiful theaters where there's theater seating and lights and, and a stage. I, I love the ambiance. I love entertaining people. So it's, it's a couple hours of myself and my wife, uh, Kelly Campbell. Uh, we, we, we perform together. We, we basically have an intimate experience with the audience where we tell stories about our lives, our past, uh, the things we've learned, the, the, the people we've worked with, and all the transformations we've seen. We explain these, the six-pack. We explain the 60-minute mindset. We, we itemize each of the, um, the exercises and how to perform them and why to perform them. Um, and it's, it's just a beautiful couple of hours that is very in, intensely inspirational. But what we do is emotional. We get inside people. We, we want to create an experience through atmosphere, environment, and what we say that gets inside people and people walk out in the theater truly transformed. So our very first event was in Santa Monica uh, two or three weekends ago, sold out crowd. People traveled from all over North America and Europe. Our next um, event is this coming August in Liverpool, England. So we're looking wow. forward to that with great anticipation. Wow. So for anyone in the UK that wants to check this out, where will they be able to get tickets? Has that been established yet? It is, yeah. You, you, matter of fact, you can connect with me right on Facebook, or you can go to awakenyourfreedom.com. That's uh, that's kind of the the hub of where we we push everything through. Great. We've got probably about four minutes until the end. So let me ask you: If you had a chance to meet the eighteen-year-old version of yourself, Brian, what would you tell him? Yeah, I would tell him to stop taking life so seriously. Quite honestly, that is all I would say. Uh, I was I was depressed. I was sad. I was frustrated. I was afraid. And, uh, you know, there's something interesting about life, Brian. You don't get out of life alive. Right. And, and that, you know, when you really recognize mortality for what it is, uh, you start to enjoy the journey a lot more. So I would tell my 18-year-old self to stop taking it all so seriously. Great. And the last question that I generally ask everyone on the show, who inspires and motivates you? You know, I've been thinking about this one, Brian. I'm going to say this. It's the first time, your show is the first time I'm answering it this way. My answer for 20 years has been my dad. My dad has inspired me more than anyone else in the entire world. I think that tied with my dad is my 10-year-old daughter. Um, mm -hmm. Her and I just have an amazing relationship, and she, she does not take anything seriously. She does well in school. She's very, very polite. She's a beautiful soul and a beautiful spirit. 
but uh, she has just the most incredible things to say. Um, and, and, and the way she experiences the world is truly breathtaking. And she has taught me more about life and business in the last six years than probably anybody on the planet. That is fantastic. And once again, you can find his book, Mindset Matters Most, on Amazon. Uh, it's a great read. I highly recommend it. You can find Brian on Facebook, B-R-I-A-N-G-R-A-S-S-O. Uh, less than two minutes to the end. Final words of wisdom for us? Yeah, you know, mindset matters most. Don't keep setting goals. Don't keep saying positive affirmations. Um, do the work to make it work. Mindset is not tricky. It's not impossible. It's not even hard to figure out. Read the book. Apply the exercise of them. And, and, and you know what? Here, here's my last comment, Brian. This is the equation I live my life by. Simplicity plus consistency equals success. Be simple in what you do. You need a weight loss, love, business. doesn't matter what we're talking about. Be simple in how you do it. Be consistent and do it every single day. If you do those two things, you'll find success. That is fantastic. Thank you, Brian, so much for being on Success Profiles Radio. I really appreciate you, and, and thank you once again. Thanks for having me. This is outstanding. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. You can listen anytime on successprofilesradio.com. You can listen to any previous episode that we've done. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, leave a review. You can subscribe for free. You can find me on Facebook, Success Profiles Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. Come back next Monday where I interview someone else who is highly successful and we learn about their journey, their obstacles, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn. Until then, have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye, everyone. part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to